Welcome to the About Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Skirtu. I'm a licensed marriage therapist in the state of Missouri and an ASEC certified sex therapist. You can find me at www.therapistinstlouis.com. And the podcast is www.aboutsexpodcast.com. Today, I am interviewing April Porter, CEO of Porter Health and Fitness. And what's this, Secret SOS International? Yes, I have a second company called Secret Sauce International. Oh, Secret Sauce. I wondered how that goes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then also, I just wanted to read her bio because every for every person that I bring on here, I say, tell me why you're awesome. <laughs> and so April says, she's an uber-confident badass with a mission and purpose is to help as many people as possible become confident badasses, which I actually agree with. That's why I asked you on. Yeah. So tell me why you're a badass. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Let's start with that. That seems like a very <laughs> loaded question. That's the most question. important question. <laughs> you know, all my questions are loaded, That's though, so you true. know. <laughs> um, why am I a badass? Well, um, like I said, I'm pretty confident, and I strive very hard not to be arrogant about it because I realize that when you're very confident, it can be intimidating for mm-hmm. other people and it can, um, and some people can take it as arrogant and then it becomes off-putting. So mm-hmm. so that's something I always strive to be is not allow my my confidence to put other people in an uncomfortable situation. And instead, mm-hmm. I want it to be inspiring that, to them so that we can raise their confidence level so that they are not intimidated mm-hmm. by someone who's very confident. So that they can maybe have that confidence themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, usually, I mean, this is my opinion, but usually when, we, when we're intimidated by anything in life, it, it's a reflection more of our own self-consciousness than it is of the situation itself. She's such a therapist. <laughs> She's not a therapist, <laughs> but that's therapist. like a projection, you know, like yeah. we're totally projecting our own feelings on other people. <laughs> So I'm analyzing what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, to, to be honest, so. when you're a trainer mm-hmm. of people in the fitness world, you have to put on a counselor hat every now and then. I bet. I so. bet because people go through a lot. Well, so mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that. So you work at Nine Round. I own Nine you Round. You own Nine Round. Okay, yeah, not bad. to be. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, no, you do. You you are a badass business owner, too. I am. I am. And I, and, um, I actually, when... Nine Round is a franchise. It's an international franchise. It's actually the fastest growing and largest kickboxing franchise in the world. Mm-hmm. But um, I was the first person to franchise it here in St. Louis. And um, when I did, I started with one location and I was the sole trainer of our clients um, from the minute we opened to the minute we closed every day. Mm-hmm. And now I own four in the area and um, I don't actually train any longer or work inside the gyms. Instead, I manage the business and I have an excellent, wonderful staff I should say thank you to because they mm-hmm. are the ones who are training the clients every single day. So what's it like being a business owner? <laughs> oh, gosh. I, mean, I know. <laughs> any business owner listening is like, oh, gosh, 15 yeah. hats, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm one. So, so many hats. So many hats. Uh, no, I actually um, found out that through the journey of owning a business and getting to the point where we have four locations, that my passion isn't just business ownership, but it's truly like business expansion and growth. Mm-hmm. And that I really, really am passionate about helping other business owners kind of flip the switch out mm-hmm. of that. Um, I have to do everything mentality and I am wearing 15 hats and you know, tend to have a lot of relationship suffering and things like that because you're working so hard to grow this business and you're, you you know, you're so passionate about being successful that sometimes we end up sacrificing some other things. So 
Um, that's what Secret Sauce is about, is actually helping people scale without spending, um, you know, 80 hours a week and sacrificing their personal lives to do so. So you're essentially teaching them to not do it all themselves, but maybe learn to outsource or delegate or hire people. (laughs) All of the above, all of the above. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a very specific formula. (laughs) (laughs) There is, there is. I mean, mostly what we, the first hurdle we have to always get over is like, you are not the only person that can do all of this. And You know, uh, and the control issue of, yeah, but I'll do it best. And I want my clients. I just talked to somebody today who's like, I just want my clients to always know that I'm taking care of them. And I said, you have the right people on your team who care about it as much as you do. Then they're going to know that whether it's your, you or someone else. So those are the types of things that we help people do on um, in Secret Sauce. Now, one of the things, one of the reasons I brought you on, April, today is that um, you're working with fitness and health. That's yes. a big part. I mean, among other business adventures, because right. she's like an events. You're 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 a business, I would say, enthusiast. <laughs> yeah. Just like lots of businesses. <laughs> but one thing about the healthcare industry is body image for yes. me. You know, I'm, this is the About Sex podcast, and a big connection for sex for people is their sense of feeling pretty or good looking or strong or healthy, whatever that is. So I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are about body image being in this field. Oh gosh. I mean, I know all my questions are meant to like throw you you overboard. My (laughs) thoughts on this could take well longer than what we have, but um, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. So, um, First of all, I mean, that's completely natural. It's totally natural. As we always know, we're our own worst critics. I Mm -hmm. mean, um, you know, we know things about our bodies that no matter how close and how intimate we are with another person, they will never know (laughs) everything (laughs) we know about our bodies, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, so it's natural to be critical of yourself. And the question is, is how do you get out of being critical outweighing the self-love that you have you know Mm. that's really the trick is it's not you know there's nothing wrong with thinking oh gosh my i am having a bad hair day this is (laughs) this is a mess i need to put on a hat there's there's nothing wrong with that but if but if that's what you're telling yourself all day long about Mm -hmm. different aspects of yourself and your body then that's just not healthy and it's not a place that's easy to crawl out of you know Mm -hmm. it's like being in a pit and try you know you're deeper the deeper deeper you are the harder it is to claw your way out of it so we want to reverse that and um start to create more Mm self-love that then reduces the amount of time that we're doing any type of negative talk. So I just want to give a a phrase to what you're talking about, and it's just shame. People are shaming themselves. And what's so toxic about shame is that it's all over. It's an over-encompassing way of looking at yourself. So there's a difference between, gosh, my hair is just not falling. I do this sometime actually on the video. Is it falling (laughs) right? You know, (laughs) there's that like, Mm. this is one moment in time experience. And then there's, oh, my hair is terrible. Oh, my body is ugly. Oh, I'm unhealthy. Uh, You know, like it's just this over-encompassing and that's shame actually. And it's probably the most toxic emotion for any sort of change. So how do you see, how do you see that? shame in people's lives (laughs) oh gosh I mean you know to be honest if I can get people when they first come in to the gym and they try out the workout if I can get them to admit the shame Mm -hmm. then we're ready to make some progress (laughs) and it's actually this sounds terrible but it's actually my goal to get someone in that first meeting to admit that 
right mm-hmm. then and there, the shame. Because what ends up happening is they're internalizing. If we yeah. don't admit it, if they're not admitting it out loud, then generally they're internalizing that, internalizing all the fears they have for why they came, they came to us for a reason, mm-hmm. right? It's like, okay, I need to do something. I want to get healthier. I want to have a better body image. So I'm going to go to the gym today and I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. And then they get there and one of two things happens. Either they're willing to tell me, I hate the way I look in pictures and I, I need to make a change today and we can work with that. We could get started right away. Or they hold all that inside mm-hmm. and we're talking at the end and they're saying things like, well, I need to think about it. I don't know if I'm ready to join. And what that means is I'm still telling myself I'm not going to be successful at this. I'm afraid of failing. I'm afraid that I'm not I'm not in shape. I'm not even in I'm good not even enough in shape, shape enough to be in this gym because they the look gym. around. No, no, no. I've yeah. had women say this to me mm-hmm. where they're like, I don't even want to go in the gym because I can't have people see me in spandex. Yep. I have people who are like, I don't want other people watching me mm-hmm. or I need, uh, you know what? I need to get in better shape and then I'll come back. So I'm going to walk. I'm going to start walking. And then after, you know, in a few weeks, I'll come back in. And it's like all of these things, um, it's not going to happen. You're not going to actually walk and then come back to the gym because it's really, I know what's happening inside their heads, which mm-hmm. is they're telling themselves they can't do it. And so, and they're scared to try because they're scared of failing and that'll just confirm their fears mm-hmm. and of, that they should be ashamed of themselves. So, so if you can get them to admit that they're really struggling with something, then you might have something to work with. Exactly, absolutely. It's mm-hmm. kind of that like, uh, I hate to use this phrase, but it's like, let's hit rock bottom. Let's be really honest about being there. And then here's, you know, here's my hand, let me pull you up and we'll, we'll do it together. One of my favorite speakers, Brene Brown, calls it calling out your gremlins. And so like your shame is like your gremlins. But when they hit the light, like what you're talking about, you know, Mm -hmm. essentially when you shine the line on your shame, uh, then you can actually do something to change it. So you're kind of doing a similar thing, but I love it because I'm like, ah, gremlins. I have a real (laughs) connection to gremlins these days (laughs) because they have all these rules. And I do, too, for my life. I'm like, you can't do this. You're supposed to do this. No, no, no. Don't eat her. Feed her after midnight. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's so true. So I'm a walking gremlin, but I'm the cute kind. <laughs> I would agree with that. Thank you. So anyhow, tell me more. Then so how, what's the next step after you get them to admit kind of that thing they're struggling with? Then how do you help them grow? Right, right. So then it becomes a let's make a plan together, you know. And, mm-hmm. and my big thing about everyone, and, and we were talking about this before we went on the air actually, is like don't don't even worry about that dang old scale. I hate that scale. The scale, <laughs> like I told you earlier, the scale is a dirty, filthy liar. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, you know, two people the same height can get on that scale and one could be super fit and one could be like obese on a body fat um, metric. Mm -hmm. And the person who's obese may weigh less than the person who's super fit. Like the scale, it has a purpose, but when you're trying to motivate yourself, it rarely helps. Um, or, it, or it'll help for a time, and mm-hmm. then you'll hit kind of a plateau on that scale, and then that becomes really frustrating, and it's hard to stay mentally focused and to stay motivated when that scale's not moving. Now, you were doing a little bit of that yourself when you were doing the bodybuilding, right? Like oh, yeah. trying to m- get through that scale. So, like, how did you work through some of that? Because, like, that's the hardest thing. It's right. like when you hit that plateau, what's wrong with me? Right. So I'm like, what helps people get through that? What helps you get through it? Well, I will tell you, I, I think I can take it down to the two most important things that help me get through it and that I've seen with my clients as well. Number one is having a coach. 
Okay. So I am a huge believer in everybody needs a trainer. Mm -hmm. And I think that people feel like either they don't deserve a trainer because they're not a celebrity or... (laughs) Sounds like a rich girl thing to do. Yeah, (laughs) doesn't it? It does. So like, oh, I can't have, you know, I I can't afford a trainer. Mm -hmm. And there's all of these reasons why you can't have a trainer. But we need to take, you know, three steps back. I always say take three steps back. Let's look at this in a big world view. Professional athletes have trainers. Mm -hmm. These are some of the most... Most fit people on earth. They know how to go to the gym. They know how to do a workout. Mm -hmm. They know how to increase their performance. They've done it their entire lives, and yet they have trainers. And there's a reason for that. What's the reason? Well, the reason is that humans, all of us, we avoid pain. And so when things start to get a little painful in that workout, whether it's because we are mentally tired that day and we just don't feel like doing another rep or if it's, you know, it actually, our muscles are sore and we're, we don't want to do another rep or maybe the scale has been lying to us and we're frustrated and unmotivated and we don't want to do another rep. The trainer is the person who's like, let's do another rep. Mm-hmm. You got to finish this workout. Come on, you can do it. And then usually at the end, people feel super accomplished for mm-hmm. doing something that had they had the choice, they would have quit. Mm-hmm. Because they already know, you know, hey, I accomplished something by finishing. I totally clean. know that. Like I do yoga, but mm-hmm. I can tell a difference between when I do yoga with Adrian, my favorite YouTuber, uh-huh. and when I just do it by myself. And I'm like, I'm just going to do yoga and get in a few poses. When I get in the poses, I I totally avoid pain. Right. I really do. I'm like, all right, that's good. And it's, <laughs> maybe it's been 10 minutes, but she'll push me through 20 and 30 minutes. And I'm like, no, this felt like a real workout. Right. <laughs> Right, right. So that's that would be my first tip is that everybody deserves to have a trainer. You know, everyone is worthy of a trainer <laughs> and needs a trainer. I mean, I've trained other people for a living mm-hmm. and I have a coach, you know, who coaches me through my competition. So having so having the coach really helps because when I do hit that plateau, which is inevitable mm-hmm. for everyone, you're going to hit a, a point where your body is comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and when your body's comfortable, it's like, come on come on let's lay off this a little bit you know hey let's hang out here we're looking pretty good so um so having him say nope this is just part of the process you got to trust the process stick to it stick to it stick to it and having that voice in my head saying no if you like quitting now would be quitting Mm -hmm. versus you know like because we can give ourselves the excuse that it's not quitting it's that it's not working Mm. You know, so I'm not going to waste my time doing something that's not working. You see what I mean? So we kind of make that excuse for ourselves. So that would be my first tip is get a coach, a real coach, not just an accountability partner, not someone you just is a friend you're going to the gym with, but unless they coach. (laughs) What's the second tip then? The second tip is when you're in that situation, we have to stop concentrating on ultimate results and start concentrating on making it through that day successfully. So when you have a plan, usually when you're talking um, health and fitness, your plan should include um, fitness, Mm -hmm. you know, activity, and also nutrition plan. And if you're sticking to both of those things, a nutrition plan and an activity, then your job is to just get through the next three hours, you know? So like on my nutrition plan, I eat between five and six times a day and drink a gallon of water, right? And Throughout the entire day? Throughout the entire oh, okay, day. Okay, just making sure she's yeah. not like chugging water after that. No, 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 not every meal. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, cool. <laughs> so we'll drink about a gallon to a gallon and a half of water a day. And um, 
So when I'm feeling like oh, this is frustrating, it's not working, then it's like, okay, I can't worry what the scale is going to say anymore. Right now, my job this morning is to go to get my workout in and eat the meal I'm supposed to eat mm-hmm. and drink the water I'm supposed to drink. And then at come 10 o'clock, I need to eat the meal I'm supposed to eat and drink the water I'm supposed to drink. And I focus instead on the on being successful that day in the process like the success of following through with your plan as yes. opposed to I made it to this ultimate goal of this weight or this right. size or this particular picture. Right. And the reality is, is I cannot control at all what the scale says. Mm-hmm. I cannot control how I my feel body that way every day. <laughs> loses weight, you know, I can't control. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, ladies, if you're listening, when we are on our cycle and, and leading up to our cycle, it mm-hmm. will mess majorly with the scale. Oh, yeah. And also with, you know, like how you look in the mirror. So if that's your, you know, if by if you're judging it based on the result, mm-hmm. you have zero control over the result. But guess what? You do have control over, did I work out today? Did I eat my, follow my meal plan? So focus on the things you can control and then take, you know, comfort and clarity of mind in knowing I did what I needed to do today, what I'm in control of. And the results will come. You know, what's interesting about what you're saying, I think I found that success in my life actually follows that similar formula. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about this like outcome. It's about like regular small habits every day that lead up to these bigger goals that I'm trying to accomplish. And then ultimately they come true. Right, right. <laughs> like that's actually how I wrote both books. Okay. Like I set these small goals of like, all right, you just have to write 15 minutes a day. And I hated this, by the way. Like there was no motivation to like, let's get in here and write things. <laughs> I hated every moment of it. But to your point, at the end of feeling like I had finished that step, I was like, you know what? I accomplished what I needed to do. And this is the thing. I didn't beat myself up over it if I didn't. Like, I think that's where that shame stuff comes in. So totally. it's like, oh, shoot, I didn't, you know, so I didn't follow my eating plan or, oh, I was supposed to exercise this amount and I didn't. And like, so there's this beating yourself up and this shame stuff as opposed to it just being, you know what? Today's a new day. How do I get back to that plan and stick to it? And my guess is having a coach probably makes that really helpful because they're reminding you, hey, this was just one day. Right. How can you get right back in? Right. Is that what you're seeing happen? Or? Totally. And I also notice, like my clients sometimes will be fearful that if they do me- miss up, mess up. What? And I say that kind of in quotes. If they mess up, meaning you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meaning um, that's, that would be me as their that's coach. Okay. That's terrible. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, if they if they didn't com- follow their plan 100% or if they didn't get in their workout that day, then there's this, a lot of times there's a fear that goes along with it, like, well, the coach is going to be disappointed in me. You know, my oh. trainer is going to be disappointed that I didn't come in all last week. They're going to notice. So I don't want to go in now because, mm-hmm. they're, you know, because I'm going to walk in and I'm going to feel ashamed when I see yeah. them because they're going to be judging me. And the reality is, truly, I think I speak for every coach, every trainer everywhere is we don't care. and I shouldn't say it that way because we care very much about you our clients but we do not we're Mm -hmm. not judging you we have worked with hundreds of people everyone has a bad week everyone quote falls off the wagon for a you know a meal or a time or whatever and we're so excited to Mm -hmm. see the accomplishment of overcoming that and just getting back in and getting back to do it. And like you said, to the point of every day is its own individual day. Mm -hmm. You know, we got to stop living in the past. And so much of our body image and shaming comes from past. It comes Mm -hmm. from our, you know, things we've 
in, like experiences we've had in the past regarding our bodies. It comes from, um, gosh, I mean, just having a, a crazy weekend and, you know, indulging, you know, like Halloween. I went to three Halloween parties this weekend. I'm still recovering, you know? So Sounds uh, like a great weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, man, why'd I do that? You know, and I could beat myself up about it all week mm-hmm. or I could say, hey, you know, now now it's time to be on my plan and that's what we're doing this week. So, Well, there's science behind that. I'm going to tell you your science. All right, tell me, tell me. <laughs> no, so um, it's the difference between shame and guilt. Uh, shame is very demotivating, but guilt is actually very motivating and guilt is very behavior focused it's not overall life centered like you're a terrible person Mm -hmm. I can't believe you fucked up this weekend it's it's not I'm a fuck up it's I made this mistake this weekend but how can I do better the next time and so like each thing doesn't completely define you right Right. like each Halloween party you lived through you're gonna be fine and you're gonna get right back on your wagon right Right. I agree with you. I know exactly what you're saying. Where I want to see my clients get is that they can do that weekend and have no shame and no guilt. Yeah. Like it was a choice I made. I because, made this choice because I deserved it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> hey, you know what? I knew I had three Halloween parties to go to. I knew that it was going to be a night full of drinking and that mm-hmm. I and I know what everybody's bringing to eat. Nobody's bringing me a salad. You know, I mean, that one veggie tray <laughs> that you're like, nah, I'm going for the chicken wings. Right. right. It's chicken wings, <laughs> meatballs, beanie weenies, nachos, mm-hmm. you know, and you it's like. Like, Beanie Weenie in a long, in a long time. time. I know. <laughs> the ones wrapped in bacon, those are the best. But, oh, uh, wow. I haven't had one like that. That's some high class. Yeah, Beanie Weenie. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, but I mean, so you just know. You say, okay, so tonight, I play, I'm off playing, mm-hmm. you know, and it's fine because, um, so this, I, I, now I'm going to ramble a little bit, but no, this ramble. leads me into one of my own philosophies, which is I really, really hate the phrase everything in moderation because okay. I also think that that is a big old lie. Huh. The mm, reason April's being... going to blow my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, so. I'm sure. I'm sure it's true. No, no, no. <laughs> so it's not the fact that you can't indulge. That's not what I'm getting at. I'm not trying to say you have to be perfect 100% yeah. of the time. But the reality is, is that the true measure of how successful you are in reaching your goals is consistency. And so by focusing, it's just a change of focus. So rather than saying, I have permission to do everything in moderation, well, what is moderation? You know, for one person, it's, you know, maybe once a week. For somebody else, it might be a, a one dessert a day, mm-hmm. you know, is moderation. And the reality is you have to take a step back and say, well, what am I doing consistently? If I'm consistently eating one dessert every day, does that align with my goals? Okay. Okay. If I'm consistently eating according to my nutrition plan and I occasionally have a glass of wine or I occasionally go off plan and mm-hmm. it, and it's something that I planned for and something that I intended to do, then my consistent, what I'm doing consistently is in alignment with my goals to reduce my body fat and to be healthy and, and all the other things. And it applies not just in health and fitness, but everywhere. Well, and I think to your point, we need permission to indulge yes. too. Like, I mean- this podcast is about sex and what else is sex about? It's a little bit about indulgence and excitement and allowing yourself to let go and just, just be you, you know? And so if you is, and I'm, all right, I'm self-disclosing here. If you is watching friends for a good three hours in a night, just because you deserve to watch friends, you've had a hard week. Like, I think you should be able to indulge. I don't know. I did not watch Friends in moderation, and I'm kind of proud of it. <laughs> well, and that's okay. I mean, that's that's my point, is that's okay. But you don't watch Friends for three hours every day. No, I day. don't. That's Actually, not your- I'm not even a big TV person. But the point is, I want the permission to be 
that. Yes. Like, and to do that sometimes yes. and to not feel like, oh my God, I'm such a terrible person. We're watching. Fr-. Like, I hate right. that rhetoric. You know yes. what I mean? And and for me, at least, and this is what I try to, to teach, is that if if the focus becomes on consistency, Mm-hmm. Then when you indulge in friends for three hours, mm-hmm. you don't, there's no reason to feel shame or guilt about that because yeah. you have the confidence and you have the certainty that consistently you're on, you're on your plan to reach your goals, whatever that yeah. may be in business and health and fitness. Anyway. Oh, that makes perfect sense to me. So something that's on your list that was really, I was thinking about was this accountability versus motivation. Okay. And I have a lot of thoughts about it. So I was curious, what are your thoughts about accountability versus motivation? Well, in very, in very short, short summary of it, motivation is something that we very much tend to look for outside of ourselves. We are always asking for, you know, like clients come to me all the time and they say, well, I need motivation. I need someone to, you know, they'll say I need someone to hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. But what they mean is I need someone to motivate me. I want someone to help me push myself in the gym. I mm-hmm. want I want to know that someone's waiting for me at the gym and will notice if I don't show up. Oh. And I would characterize that as motivation because accountability in my book has to come from within. So okay. that would be the difference is like I rather than thinking somebody else can hold me accountable. First of all, I don't want anybody holding me accountable. Like my, you know, I mean, you're not my dad. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't like people who are in authority, honestly. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, you know, I'm saying like I don't want people to right, right. control me. <laughs> exactly. I'm, you know, I, I don't need anybody trying to control me, and uh, I will not react well to that if mm-hmm. it's attempted. But uh, <laughs> understood, um, understood. But so accountability is something you have to find within yourself, and you have to hold yourself accountable. You have to be self-reflective and say. Again, you know, did did I do, was I consistent? Or if I'm trying to make a choice today between um, eating, I brought my lunch to work so that I could eat according to my plan, but my friends are going to go to a restaurant and they're going to eat, you know, whatever. And if I go to that restaurant and I order off the menu, I know I'll be off plan. Mm-hmm. So I have to hold myself accountable and say, which is consistent with what I want for me. And I don't need my friends to motivate me. I don't need them to say, you know, it's okay for you to Mm -hmm. eat your meal. And to be honest, ladies, I would grab that lunch. I would go to the restaurant with my friends and I'd sit down. I'd tell the restaurant I have severe food uh, restrictions. And so I brought my meal Mm -hmm. and they won't give you any slack because they don't want a lawsuit over a food allergy. (laughs) (laughs) So when in doubt, just lie to them. (laughs) It's not a lie. I am. I have. I have very strict food restrictions that I have to eat by by my own choice because I'm being healthy. I know. I just want to want to be really clear uh, how how to do that. So also, um, what kinds of things help people be accountable to themselves? Then, because like to your point, like sounds like you know you're you're very much about like your own intrinsic motivation and like setting your own goals and following through with them. So like, what helps people to learn that accountability to themselves? That's a great question. So I believe that you actually have to start with motivation. So I believe it starts with someone helping you. It starts with that outside motivation and it starts with a coach or an accountability partner or a friend going to the gym with you or maybe you're in a Weight Watchers group for the nutrition part or you're, you know, following some kind of online meal plan with a group or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it starts with motivation. It starts with being motivated and seeing seeing the results. And I think watching the scale as it's coming down is very motivating, you know, because you're like, it's working, it's working. Yay. And <laughs> so you keep going. But 
again, that scale is going to plateau one of these days, mm-hmm. and it's not going to plateau at your goal weight. It's going to plateau before then. You got to break that barrier to get there. So that's really when you got to turn. You got by that point. You want to be able to, whoever is helping you be motivated is helping you along the way to become consistent. And when you're consistent, then that motivation can then turn to accountability because you can be, you're monitoring your own behaviors and you're learning to do that through the help of others, I guess. I gotcha. No, that makes total sense. Um, The way I'm a little different on that, but there's, I don't know if there's a right or wrong to this. I'm just telling you (laughs) how I do it is I've realized that I motivation isn't enough for me. Like, um, cause there are times when I'm motivated to do stuff. Like, so I had to apply for a conference this last week and I had no motivation at all. I even sent out, this is so terrible, but I sent out a thing to Facebook, like what motivates you people? <laughs> <laughs> and like somebody told me their bladder, which I thought was kind of funny. Actually, I was like, well, that makes sense because I do some timing around that. <laughs> but like, I realized in my life, a motivation doesn't necessarily get me the results. Actually, just forcing myself to follow through with little habits over time seems to do that. So, mm-hmm. like, I guess a lot of mine right now, to your definition, is more in that accountability mm-hmm. space where it's like, no, this is what you're going to do. Only you're the one who's responsible for it. Are you going to do it or not? You know, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> I'm kind of hard. I'm kind of hard ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> but then I just, you know, I know myself well enough to know which things I'll follow through with and which things I won't and why. I could see though, like when you have kind of like a coach or a person kind of telling you, hey, you need to do this or here's what what will help you with it. It's helpful to have that because sometimes you can get lost in your head and almost mm-hmm. like talk to your point earlier, like you talk yourself out of things or you're like, I just don't have the time, right? You know, right. so like having that outside voice could probably be really helpful for that motivation piece was like, no, we're here, we got you. Mm-hmm. But it would, for me, it would have to be a very genuine person and somebody who's not a bullshitter because I can spot that really fi- very, very easy. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, and the reality too is like, at least when you're talking health and fitness, the average person doesn't really know what they need to do to be successful. So true. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so it's really important that they have some motivation in the beginning to learn, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so that they can become accountable because, um, if they, you know, if you show up to the gym and you have a trainer who puts you through it, but you're just like, just doing exactly what they're saying and not learning, then the minute that trainer goes away, you have no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's part of it, too, is b- learning as you go along. So I'm curious what your thoughts are about this. But I, you know, I was thinking of the people in my life who've tried to lose weight and some of, some of the messages that I've heard from mm-hmm. them. And these are the ones I've heard. Um, you can't eat cake. Um, uh, this is good, but this isn't good. Eggs are healthy, but they're not healthy. Uh, you know, like mixed messages mm-hmm. around a lot of different foods. Um, to my knowledge, I'm pretty sure fruits and vegetables are on the good list. <laughs> But outside of those two things, I think there's a lot of debate. Oh, my God. What are gosh. your thoughts? Oh, my God. <laughs> there's so many debates. So here's, the, I mean, here's the real, real hard truth. And it's a truth no one wants to hear, mm-hmm. which is the same nutrition from the beginning of time has built muscle and burned fat. Okay. Okay. Where we, where we are in society and technology and everything today is that there's a million tricks, you know, there's all these yeah, fad there's diets. there's all those diets. And they make people fatter, by the way, don't do a diet. Yes, they do. <laughs> so and, horrible. Well, and like the whole keto thing, like keto was originally introduced as a treatment to illnesses. So it's a, it's a diet that's very specifically meant to treat something mm-hmm. that's wrong with the body. So people who are getting on keto, yeah, you'll see some weight loss, but you actually could be doing some major damage to your body, um, your support systems inside your body, organs and things 
mm-hmm. if you're not doing it under a doctor's care and if you're not doing it correctly and if it's not meant for your type of body type. Mm-hmm. And um, the same thing about no carbs. No carbs is a myth. Oh, mm-hmm. it's such a myth because you get energy from carbs. Yeah. And that's actually what mimics most mo- it most closely mimics fat. And people mm-hmm. I know are like, well, then why on earth would I want to put it in my body, right? But when well, you're but you exercising- But you need it to move yeah, to get energy. Yeah, so when you're exercising, yeah, your body will burn the carbs first, but because it most closely mimics fat, then it immediately burns fat because it recognizes it as the same as a, as a similar substance. So that's mm-hmm. actually the key to burning more fat. But then every all these diets out there and you know recommendations online are ca- cut the carbs, cut the carbs, cut the carbs. Now, if you're somebody who sits at a desk all day and you don't exercise at all, mm-hmm. cutting carbs is going to be effective because you're not introducing something to your body that you wouldn't burn anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you're doing any type of exercise and you cut your carbs, your your productivity and your ex- and your fitness is going to go down. You're yeah, people gonna... get really tired. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And I have to fight with clients a lot of times. Not actually fight because I, I don't... can see you throwing down. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we do kickboxing, I didn't want to leave the wrong impression, but. Um, you know, they're argue, they want to argue with me and say, you know, they, um, well, I'm not losing any weight. And I, I'm like, well, what are you eating? And you need to up your carbs. And we actually include a nutrition program with nine round. It's included for every person. And I'll say, follow the nutrition program. And they'll, they'll be like, I don't, but if I up my carbs, I'm going to gain weight. I'm like, just try it, please try it for two weeks. Try it for a little, two right? Two weeks and see what happens. And every single time they can't believe it, they're like, I have so much more energy. Yeah. I'm burning way more calories during my workouts. I went down a pant size in this two week period, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's um, so, so anyway, there's a lot, I would recommend. To boil it down, I would recommend do not follow a diet. And instead, I would agree with the science backs it. Yeah, science, (laughs) it is all scientifical. And instead, (laughs) consult with um, a nutritionist and Mm -hmm. get an actual meal plan for the amount of activity that you're putting out. Okay. And um, and a lot, there's a lot, and it is more affordable than people think. You Mm -hmm. know, it doesn't have to be a crazy amount. Like you, there's we we like I said we do it other I know other professionals do it so if anybody needs a recommendation I definitely have them I actually um before I gotta say two or three years ago I actually did a pretty decent weight loss but I knew that those diet plans didn't work Mm -hmm. and so I when I was thinking about what I was going to do for myself I realized I'm like this has to be something that I'll actually follow through with. Like, I got a Taco Bell. I'm going to eat a Taco Bell. I'm not going to stop. You know, like, I'm, yeah. I go there. I go to all these other restaurants. And so what I kind of had to do is say yes to everything, but find ways to reportion foods in a way that was more reasonable to the weight loss goal that I had. Like, I don't actually need for breakfast, <laughs> you know, just think of a your buffet. typical <laughs> diner food, right? Yeah. yeah, like there's like four things on that plate. Actually, you can start with uh, two pieces of toast and a couple eggs and some fruit, and that's actually a pretty good meal, and it's dealing with all of the groups. And I, But like the big thing that I had to say to myself was not no, actually. It was yes, but just be conscious, mm-hmm. you know? Like I, I know you don't like moderation, but for me, it was kind of like just pull back a little bit. Don't eat as much as you are eating because for me, I do. I I have the guilty, wonderful pleasure of being able to indulge a lot, actually. And so for me, it is sometimes, okay, you've indulged a lot, Angela. Why don't you take a little breather from that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, yes, I agree with all of that. And there's also a difference between weight loss Mm -hmm. and um, leaning out. 
So Okay, well, it, tell me about that. It really <laughs> depends on what your goals are. Like, if your goal is purely, like, I just want to lose some weight, get into maybe a lower size, mm-hmm. um, and that's my goal, then, you know, portion control is going to be the way to go. But if you get to a certain point where you're like, I actually want to see definition. I would like mm. to see my, you know, biceps. I'd like to see my shoulders. I'd like to see maybe some abs. Um, then I've never had a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun. <laughs> Uh, I did see April's six pack on Facebook. I was like, well, that is lovely. (laughs) Um, But if that's what you want to do, I mean, it really does boil down to nutrition and it boils down to macronutrient balance. So macronutrient balance is carbs, proteins, and fats in a very specifically balanced way to help your body target the burning of fat and the building of muscle. So with weight loss and with diets mm-hmm. and with portion control, what you get when you work out is that you may burn fat, but you're not necessarily building muscle. You may not you may not be eating the right things to actually b- build muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could burn a lot of fat. You might even burn muscle during mm-hmm. your workouts. And so in order to pre- to flip that, and this is the only way you can get really lean is to have that macronutrient balance in every single meal that works with your body to retain and build that muscle while burning fat. How do people figure that out? And so it's more that scientific. Out? That's what I'm saying. It's pretty scientific. That's why you <laughs> okay. need, really, if that's your goal, seeking professional help <laughs> is really your best bet. That doesn't mean you have to do that the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But in order to learn how to do it. Once you learn how to do it, to be honest, you can do it with like an app like MyFitnessPal. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it can any person can do it. It's just about learning. And the other thing like my coach does for, for me and for my um, partner that works out with me, we get our blood work done every six months. And the blood work tells my coach, like, one, are we deficient in any of our, you know, um, minerals and uh, vitamins and things like that. So that determines what types of supplements we're on, which, by the way, we're only on, like, real actual uh, vitamin and mineral supplements, not weight loss or mm-hmm. carb-burning supplements, those types of things. Like beef. Three or thirteen. B twelve is a common one, and D three. Those are the two. B (laughs) twelve and D three. That's right. In the Midwest, none of us get enough vitamin D. Yeah, I had a doctor who did my blood work, and that's what they put me on. And I was like, you know what? Thank you for thinking about my nutrition. Yeah, really proud of her. Yeah. I mean, the crazy thing is, I don't know if you know this. Now, this is getting way off topic, but I don't know if you know this. Vitamin D is one of the only like scientifically proven things to kill cancer cells. Really? (laughs) None of us in the Midwest have even close to the amount of vitamin D we should have because, well, I mean, as of right now, we wake up and it's dark and we get Mm -hmm. home from work and it's dark. Well, and and to add to it, D D vitamins make us happy. They do help with that. That's why people are actually happier in the East Coast and the West Coast (laughs) and the beaches. So they're on the sun all the time. Life is grand. Maybe it's because they don't have cancer. No, I'm just kidding. I know people have cancer. Right, right. I know. Gross overstatement. Yeah. So so anyway, so the blood work tells us that. And then it also tells my coach how we metabolize carbs and how we metabolize some different things. So like my my workout partner, she is a carb machine. Like (laughs) if he takes takes her down on carbs, it'll stall out her um, progress. So she's got to eat a ton of carbs. Whereas I'm carb tolerant, which means I can eat carbs, but there are times when in order to get my my metabolism a jumpstart or something like that, we have to pull back on the carbs and we have to add a couple things in and then, or do 
a carb cycle. And mm-hmm. so there's a bunch of different, like, it's actually very scientific. Well, so it depends too on your body, it sounds like. Like your body does something different than somebody else's, which is why when two people are on the same weight loss program or weight loss diet, for example, then mm-hmm. one will work better for one person and it won't work for another. Absolutely. And that's another huh. reason why those diets can be really dangerous for people, mm-hmm. depending on, because you're just picking the diet based on what you're reading online. Yeah, or, you're like, this one's working. Yeah, or yeah. it's working for my friend, so I'm going to do it. And then it's not compatible with your body. You know, that's probably why some people say, like, I can eat, I can... I can eat this and this and then, but as soon as I eat this, it's like my whole body goes bloated or something. And I don't know if it's that easy to like point to like, I'm going to eat this one slice of cake and then I'll gain 10 pounds. I I feel like Mm. that's probably an overstatement, but like, it does seem like certain people react differently to certain things like carbs or proteins Mm -hmm. or even some of the vegetables bloat some people. Broccoli is a big bloater. I um, love broccoli. I'm not stopping it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never take my broccoli. <laughs> well, it may not blow you, maybe. <laughs> totally messy. No, I love all the vegetables. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so gluten, gluten, really, gluten and dairy are two that'll mess up a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And and I was totally one of those people who was like, this whole like gluten-free thing is a dumb fad. And then once I kicked gluten, I mean, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe the differences. Huh. Well, so, okay, we're towards the end of the podcast. For anybody who's been listening, I know that one quick, didn't it, right? You're like, what? We're done? No. Okay, so um, for anybody listening, any of the listeners, what would you... What would you want them to leave today learning about themselves or learning about fitness and their body? Well, I would love for people to begin um, just doing something very small every single day to start working on that confidence. And when people ask me, you know, like, because people will ask me, like, how are you so confident? Like, why are you so confident? You're dangerously confident. I'm dangerously confident. It's. Uh, oh, no, I'm, t- I'm saying that as a real compliment. I, I'm proud of you. I mean, it's a, you obviously know I'm confident because I keep telling you. Like, who does that? I don't know. Some crazy but, person. Uh, no, but the reality is, is like we and nobody wants to hear this. And I understand why, because it's a really hard thing to be um self-aware and retrospective sometimes, but we are 100% in control of how confident we are. Mm-hmm. And the, it's about a decision. And they're all about little decisions you make all day long about the way that you talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you, one, I would love it if everybody listening would start to tell themselves at least two things that they love about themselves today. Not just something like... Um, Oh, today, not your moment things that we were talking about earlier with the bad hair day. You know, if you feel like your hair, you hate your hair, it's crappy hair, then it's okay. Hate your hair. But then find something else about yourself that you love and tell yourself, you know, like, I have the worst hair on earth, but damn, my feet are sexy, man. (laughs) You know, like whatever it is. Um, I'm looking. (laughs) You know, yeah. But every day, if you pick two more things and you start to tell yourself what you love, and then if you work up to it, every time you have a negative thought about yourself, then give yourself two self-love thoughts and um, really start to appreciate yourself. Because I guarantee you there are so many people in your life that are appreciating you more than you're appreciating yourself. Well, I'll add to that. Just, I, I think that when people do work on that, and it's actually a very hard thing for a lot of people to it do. Is. So I encourage that choice. And I also just want to validate how hard it is for so many people, even it me is. including at times. I've had times where I'm like, oh, I'm not good enough. I haven't done enough. Like there's that, like, it's the shame thoughts. It we is. all it have is. them. But when you can 
challenge those or even just shift them. Like, nope, I'm not going to do that today. What I found is the self-care is Mm self-love. Like when you're exercising, but you're doing it because it feels good to take care of your body. Or like even some days when I'm putting makeup on, it's, it's, it's because I'm wanting to like take gentle care of her, like right. her, that girl, you yeah. know, like you're, I want you to feel pretty because I see you as, you know what I mean? Like it's, yes. it's a different, more gentle, compassionate talk right? that I think people need to really change. I agree a hundred percent. And, and if you're struggling with it, you know, one of the things you can do is you can always take a look at, like, let's say I'm beating myself up because mm-hmm. I don't, I feel overweight or I'm, I'm, you know, I feel bloated today or whatever it is. Then pick something that combats that and say, okay, right now I'm going to get on the ground and do three pushups. Mm-hmm. And then you get up and you're like, I nailed those pushups, man. Great job. Look at that. I might be feeling a little bit bloated, but I'm in control of this and I'm con- I can control not only how I feel about it, but also am I taking any steps? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, three push-ups, is that going to make, you know, if you are bloated, is it going to make you unbloated? No. But, you're but it taking, may make you feel strong. But it makes you feel strong <laughs> and you're taking control of the situation and you're making a choice to take control of the situation rather than to just sit and wallow. Mm-hmm. The I'm useless versus, you know what, here's how I'm useful and here's what I'm going to do to prove that to myself. Right. That sounds great, April. <laughs> thank you. Uh, actually, I think this is the first time you've come on the show. So it thank is. you again for coming on the show. Um, I hope you can come back again sometime. And um, you have been listening to www.aboutsexpodcast.com. You can also find me at my website, www.therapistinstlouis.com. April, where can they find you? Well, we have four locations. You can look at nineround.com. And we are in Wildwood, O'Fallon, Missouri, Creve and Kirkwood to Pear area. So we'd love to see you. We give a free workout. Mm-hmm. And we have no class time. So once you start working out with us, you get to walk in at your convenience. A trainer's going to take you, put you through a 30-minute workout, and you walk out the door. Oh, nice. All right. Well, thank you again. I'm your host, Angela Skirtu. With me has been April Porter. And stay kinky, St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs>